This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one of a kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to pokernight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome in, everybody to the Champions League Qualification Podcast, brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Cooper, your host, and my co-host over here, as always, is RJ, and we're excited to be back, talk some Champions League football, and uh, hopefully get you guys some winners. Yeah, it's good to be back, Cooper, another week here, kicking us off with Champions League, uh, followed by our League of MX show, and then the Extra Time show. So, yeah, really looking forward to getting off to a... Uh, a hard start this week, and uh, we fared pretty well last week, right? I think we, or or do we kind of split? Yeah, I, th- our, I think I think last last week's show ended up going two and two, and uh, you know we had like a we had an under two and a half that got burned on like a, a, a right. last second ninety four minute, um, you know, goal that really probably shouldn't have happened, but that's part of the game. And yep. then, uh, you know, you had a great read. I think it was on an over two and a half with Midget Land um right it had like something like seven big missed chances or just something absurd so uh second legs here so hopefully people have gotten their their jitters out and and shaking some of the rust off and uh hopefully lining up to be to be a fun week of champions league yeah i'm looking forward to it absolutely and let me just remind you guys real quick um that you guys can follow us on our new twitter page uh at because we win on twitter uh, kind of more personalized content there, more to do specifically with the people that are behind the shows. So give us a follow there for, for a little added content if you guys get a minute. But without further ado, we will hop into the show. And RJ, if you want to kick us off with your free, uh, you know, your, your Champions League play this week, let, let it rip. Yes, sir. Uh, I have one play this week. Uh, it's on Wednesday. It's uh, Bodo Glimp versus Limfield. I'm I'm looking at over three at minus one thirty here. So the first leg, Bodo dominated the match. They held possession. They had the better chances overall. However, Linfield ended up scoring later in the second half, taking a one nothing win, uh, which is which was rather surprising. Linfield fans and home, uh, the crowd base was very energetic it, it was fun to watch I, I caught most of the first half caught the second half highlights and you know i will chalk it up as a fluke uh we, we've seen this happen where, where teams that are probably weaker uh in general show up in champions league and and you know take a first leg sometimes take both but i don't expect that happening here i think what we're in for is a is a slaughter uh from from bodo coming in in the second leg they they go back at home 
um, with the with the deficit here, one goal deficit. They've been unbeaten their last 25 matches. They're a sh- extremely, extremely dominant team at home. Linfield on the road are kind of shaky at best. Um, they're not overly consistent. I think they've only won four in their last eight. Excuse me. So they're they're kind of a wild card. And and the lines are are kind of telling a story here, right? Bodo's minus two point five goal favorites here in this match. Yeah. The team total over 2.5 is minus 150. I did look at that, uh, but I'm going with over three at minus 130. And I, I think considering just the the deficit they face, how they perform at home, I expect Limfield to be a completely different team. You know, they will sit back. They will try to to, to cushion that one goal, um, you know, lead that they have. But at the end of the day, they're going to have to face a, a, a flurry of, of chances and shots that they're not going to be able to hold in my opinion. And once that one goal happens for Bodo, I think they'll take the the lead early. It's it's going to open up from there, right? They're going to have to change their game plan. They're going to have to push. And that's, what's really going to take this off. And I think what's key for that is us getting a first half goal from Bodo, right? Right. I think if uh, we, we see zero zero going into halftime, that there'll probably be some concern. Um, but th- that's, that's what I'm thinking. And, you know, they they faced Jerv uh, domestically. Bodo faced Jerv over the weekend. They won five to nothing. Amal Pellegrino scored a hat trick. He's the guy. He came out in around the 60th minute. Right. I think they're going to they're looking ahead. They're going to rest him and everything's just setting up and, and looking nice. Nice for goals here. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with this one, you know, with the team from Northern Ireland, Linfield here being at home, you would expect, uh, you know, them. They had a really rowdy crowd. They were really fired up about it. And it's one of those like textbook. They had two shots on target the entire match. One of them was a goal. Yeah. Uh, they got out possessed like 65 to 35. Um, so Bodo had all the possession on the road at Linfield, put up 18 shots um, on the road, ended up losing one to zero. It was, it was one of those just tricky underdog spots that you see the team take, you know, take the lead and just sit on it. And, and, and they were obviously, that was the game plan going in, in, into it. So credit to Linfield, you know, on executing that game plan. But here in Norway, it's it's just going to be a whole different can of worms. And, um, you know, like you said, to me in this spot, Linfield is going to have no other choice but to try to employ the same method. You know, they're, they're going to be heavy, heavy defensively in this one. But Bodo, there's something about playing at home. That, you know, they're obviously high on confidence. They're arguably the most talented team in, in the Norway top division. Um, so I feel like, like you said, if a goal gets in in the first half in this one, the floodgates are going to open because then it's one-to-one on aggregate. And this this other team is not going to really have the same, you know, the game plan is going is to change rapidly because one-to-one now, you, is you know, you, yeah. You, you, you're in the danger zone, right? Exactly. And so, um, one goes in for Bodo. I think the floodgates open, and obviously, a Linfield goal here would be like wonderful. It would be great. It would be the cherry on top if they could contribute. But this is like for me a worst case, you know, three zero push and potentially a runaway, you know, like we were talking about before the show. So, I do think this is a really good spot. Yeah. I would be shocked if Bodo didn't somehow find the back of the net in the first half. Same. And and to add two quick pieces to that, Cooper, the over 3.5 might be in play. Uh, so we're recording this and and when the video gets released and the podcast gets released, the line could move. So I would say if over 3.25 or over 3.5 is available at, at plus money, 
I would also consider this. I just like three because of the push protection. But if this gets to minus 140, minus 150 by the time you're seeing this, then, you know, I'd, I'd probably stick with a 3.25 or 3.5 total. I also was considering Linfield uh, team total over 0.5 at plus 190. I, I think with with the fact that, you know, I anticipate a one nothing Bodo Bodo lead to start the match, right? That's going to open things up. I, I I think they could squeeze one in, um, especially at plus one ninety, but nothing official. Just just more thoughts that um that I'm spewing out to you guys. But yeah, over three is is the official play here. Fantastic, fantastic uh, input there um, from RJ. Um, I'll get into my play for the Champions League show here. Um, I'm going to a match here, very intriguing. Man, you know, a lot of interesting aspects behind this one. This is Fenerbahce from Turkey hosting Dynamo Kiev um, from Ukraine. Um, this is the second leg, obviously. So the first leg of this one was zero to zero at Kiev, but the game was played in Poland. So the lines were almost like a neutral site. I mean, they, they had plenty of support there in Poland, but it was still more like a neutral site. A lot, a lot of fans from Turkey made the trip. Um in it's zero to zero. So there were 20 mm-hmm. shots, eight on target. I watched the entire match and it was really open. Um, I, th- I think what's important looking at the statistics of this one, um, Kiev had 87 or sorry, Kiev had 61 dangerous attacks. Fenerbahce had 87 dangerous attacks. And there was a lot of, of plays, you know, in, in the run of play where, you know, a cross would come in and and somebody was this far away from getting on the end of it. And so it was almost like there was a little bit of nerves or a little bit of rust or, or, or you know, this this Kiev team hasn't played in league play. Um, obviously, with the war, their their season was canceled last year. Um, so they've just kind of been running on friendlies. They got this first leg under their belt, you know, zero to zero. This one's going back to Turkey. Um and uh, I expect a much, you know, the first match was open, but I expect this one to to have a similar flow, except, you know, m- hopefully more quality. But with Fenerbahce being at home here, I think they're about minus 130 favorites. I really expect yep. this to be, they're going to let it rip. Okay, so Fenerbahce is going to be letting it rip. Kiev is, is naturally a counterattacking side. Like that's already kind of the way that they operate. So I think that that kind of, flow is going to end up creating a, a really entertaining and fun match. Um, you look at some of the trends here, Fenerbahce last season, they've conceded an eight of their last nine European competitions and their last four of four at home in Europe, they've conceded. Um, and then Kiev have kind of been, have kind of been giant killers in a way. Um, they've actually went on the road and scored uh, at Ferenc Varos at Barcelona and at club Bruges. They have found the back of the net. Um, so this is a good Keith team. They, they had a couple of guys that left, but they, they still returned their top three scores. Um, on the player news front, just real quick, I want to add for Fenerbahce. They just added Jao Pedro, who was Cag- uh, Cagliari's leading goal scorer in Serie A uh, last season. That's a massive addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, really big splash for the Turkish Super League. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to go for this one. Uh, the deal is done. He's he, He's already training, so it's it's totally possible that he could make an appearance off the bench, but I'm just like, I'm not even really including that with my analysis because um, I'm really basing this play. This is both teams to score for Kiev and Fenerbahce at plus one Oh five. I'm basing this play off of what I saw in the first match. 
Um, I don't mind the over 2.25. I think that total was too low. I think we're in for, again, an entertaining affair here. I don't see how this game isn't back and forth and fun. I mean, like, um, I would just be shocked if we had another dud between these two. Yeah, I I completely agree. I did look at this match uh, quite a bit, and and I think Fenerbahce should should win this match here, right? I think minus one thirty is probably uh, a little high. I think it, I think it should be like minus one fifty, minus one sixty. It probably will get to that point by kickoff. You know, I I have slight concerns with Kiev. Just just the you know the fact that they haven't played a really real competitive match um, up until this one and since last December. Right. And, you know, they're not obviously at home for, for various reasons, unfortunately. So when they played, they were in a, a neutral ground, so to speak. Right. And, um, you know, I think Fenerbahce will, will lead the way. And I think because of the zeros, I think what, what the point is, right. In summary is it was zero, zero in the first leg, right. If they take the lead again, that's going to cause an open, open match, right? It's, it's go for gusto. You only have one opportunity here, one match. And, and that will help benefit the, the both teams to score here. So um, I'm with you. Yeah. And, and, and I honestly see a scenario where either team scores first. I, I think it's fine. You know, obviously worst case scenario is zero, zero for a long period of time, but I don't see that happening. I, I think it's going to be off to the races from the first kick here. Um, and also you know, the Turkish Super League is, is one of my top leagues. I know the teams mm-hmm. well. I know the tactics well. And one thing you can generally bank on in European competition is as is, is talented as some of these Turkish squads are. Um, they concede. Like, like they're, they're, I don't know if it's it's just the way that they play in league play. doesn't carry over to Europe that well. And, and I've been in positions where I want to back these Turkish sides in European competition. And I've just almost written it off completely. It's almost just a rule for me at this point, mm. not to back Turkey in a European competition because I just don't trust them. I mean, you can trust them to score and you can usually trust them to concede. So I think this total probably moves up 2.25 is silly for me here. Um, and again, I don't mind that if you, if your book doesn't have both teams to score, um, you know, you should probably get a new book, but if it doesn't, then, <laughs> yeah. then take over 2.25. I'm totally fine with it. Uh, I think potentially we're in for fireworks here. Um, sure. But, but that'll do it for us this week. We've got uh, two plays for you. Um, we'll recap them. Hopefully we go two for two and, and uh, we'll be back. Just a reminder, we'll be back later this week for the Liga MX show as we do every single week. That's the top flight in Mexico. And we will also have the extra time podcast for you guys. Uh, had a really good week last week on the extra time podcast. I think we were two and one. So profit is always good. And uh, if, RJ, you want to recap? You bet. First uh, and only play for me in the champions league this week is Bodo Glint versus Linfield on Wednesday over three goals, minus one thirty. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm on Fenerbahce and Dynamo Kiev, both teams to score at plus 105. And um, appreciate everybody tuning in. Please hit the thumbs up. Please make sure you guys are following us so you never miss a show. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Good luck, guys. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.